0: pray with me loving father it is our prayer it is the cry of our hearts that will be a sanctuary for you father in this season we're celebrating Emmanuel God with us the one that came to tabernacle with us and those of us who have placed faith in him we are indeed a sanctuary for him Father, as as I'm about to preach your word, I pray that if there's anybody in here who do not know Emmanuel, who is not a sanctuary for Emmanuel to Tabernacle, would you speak to their hearts, arrest rest their hearts and minds, so that they they may say, what must I do to be saved? Bless us, O Lord, for we are listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Join me um, if you have your Bible with you, um, um, your apps, your device, and if your iPhone tells you "Welcome back," it's been eight days. That means you haven't opened your Bible in eight days. Amen. So, in twenty twenty one, we're gonna in twenty twenty four, we're gonna do better. Amen, amen. Galatians chapter four, verses seven, verses four through seven. Um, Ephesians one three. We'll go through that in a minute uh, um, during the sermon, but. I just want to read Galatians 4, um, 4 through 7, um, for your hearing, um, for for our sermon. Here's what the word of God says. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship because you are his sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you are no longer slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. The word of God is already blessed. Amen. I want to talk for a few moments on this subject, God's gift of love. God's gift of love. As Christmas was approaching quickly, a young man started thinking about what he could give to his father, what gift that he could give to his father. His father, who lived far, far away, he wanted to get him something special, a gift that would have meaning to it. He looked around to find something with value. And I know some of you last-minute shoppers You're about to get in this, you know. Find something to give to your parents or your um, boo babe, boo baby boo, whatever that might be. You're supposed to laugh there. That that was a joke to laugh. Um, but he could not find something that he wanted to give. Finally, he found a parrot, a parrot that can speak five different languages, a parrot that can stand in one leg to sing the yellow rose of Texas. And he thought that his father would appreciate the gift, so he shipped the gift to his father and the bird was supposed to be special because the bird can speak five languages, the bird can sing the yellow rose of Texas in one, standing on one leg. So, so then the father received the gift and then the son called the father about a week later and said, Dad, Dad, did you receive the gift? Father said, yeah, it was very delicious. See, one of the things about gift and gift giving and gift receiving is that if you don't know the significance and the meaning of a gift, you won't really appreciate it. Can I get a witness, somebody? See, 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 what I'm trying to tell you is this. God's gift of love is the greatest gift that you can receive. I know you went to Sunday school with Sir Brigitte. I know you know your Bible. John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave. And, and God's Gift is based on the love that he has for us. And, and see, when we think about gift and gift-giving, and we've been in this little series where we talk about the heart of Christmas, and, and we talk about joy, peace, and, and so on and so forth, and, and really what, what, what encapsulates or what encompasses what the heart of Christmas is, is love. Are you all with me? See, see, I-, I know Christmas has been commercialized. But, but by the way, you know the number two most commercialized holiday is Halloween, right? Besides Christmas. I, I know Christmas is is the most expensive, lavish. People are gonna people, some people are gonna go into debt that they cannot pay. But, but can I tell you something? Christmas is about the love that God has for us. And the gift that He gave us, it 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 it, it really manifests itself in this four-letter word, L O V E, love. For God so loved that He gave. Um. In Galatians four, four through seven, and John 3, 6, 6, 16 and seventeen. If, if I were to put it together in, in, in a way, it would read as follow. When the fullness of time came, because God so loved the world, he sent forth and then gave his only begotten son. The, the, the son was born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law. So that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but he, but that the world might be saved through him, that we might receive a, the adoptions as son. And because that's verse six and, 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 and seven now in Galatians four. And because you are sons, God sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, saying, "Abba, Father." Therefore, you no longer slave, but son; but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. Can can you hear God's love in in this mash up reading of Galatians four seven, four through uh, uh, seven, and and John three sixteen and seventeen? Can can you hear? how when you put the two scriptures together, you can see how God is giving us something, but really God is giving us love. The love of Jesus propelled and continues to propel Jesus into our lives at just the right time. And at just the right time, Jesus came into the world. He came to free us from the crushing weight of, of the Mosaic law. The law was do's and don'ts. For those of you who've come to the Bible study, what we're studying in the book of Romans, the laws, we said this, can only show you what's wrong with you. Y'all know, can can I push it here here real quick? Y'all know there's a lot of people in your lives who are good on the law. They can tell you that your hair's not right, they can tell you your makeup is not right. They can tell you your pants is not right. They can tell you that, 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 that you don't have the right smile or you don't have the this and this. They can tell you everything that's wrong with you, but never can they tell you what you need to do to get right. Y- y'all know these people. You live with them. You work with them. They tell you everything what's wrong with you. The laws is only there to expose what is wrong with us. But praise be to God for his gift of love. Because the gift of love does not come to just show us what's wrong with us, but the gift of love, the gift of love come to take us from under the weight of the law and put us into relationship with the creator of the universe. Because at the right time, he came to free us from the crushing weight of the Mosaic Law, we could never do enough to earn salvation. So Jesus lived a perfect life in our behalf. I will keep saying this as if I I know better. I I know nothing else to say. The great exchange um, on, on Friday, the 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 kids and youth connect. They had a gift exchange. Uh, um. My son and my daughter—they had people. They received the way Doctor Eli did it. They received a paper from somebody else, and so on and so forth. And I think my son said, "Oh wow, the gift that he received—I think he received more than what he gave." You'll miss that. He he was shocked that for the amount of gift that he received from the person that he was supposed to exchange with. And 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 he went to me and says, "Daddy, Daddy, uh, uh, um, this is too much." I said, "He said I need to give him more, more." I said, "Son, did you give the, what you picked out? Did you pick it out with an earnest heart?" He said, "Yes." And I said, "That's good enough. You missed that." Uh, um, and, and uh, in other words, what happens is this: this exchange. What we give Jesus is our sinfulness. What we give him is our shortcomings. What we give him is all the things that the laws have pointed out that's one with us. What he gave us is his perfect life. When you see me, if you see me under the eyes of the law, you're going to see a sinner who sinned like there's no tomorrow. But if you see me in the eyes of Jesus' love, in the eyes of God's love, you see a sin who will never sin. Huh, you missed that. I'm pre- I know I'm preaching good. Watch this. Why? Because of love, God wanted us to be part of his family. Our love, out of love, he adapted us through the work of Jesus Christ. We are now sons and daughters of God. Jesus is our brother. We can rest in the love of the Father. Listen, at the heart of Christmas is God's love. There are three things that I want you to see when it comes to this God's giving gift. When it comes to the God's gift of love, three things. Um, remember how I started with the illustration about the young man? How he was thorough, and the gift that he wanted to give to his dad. Number one, first thing I want you to see: God's gift of love is thoughtful. Somebody say, say it with me, thoughtful. Um, I'm going to put myself on blast first Valentine's Day after I got married. Now, I'm not a huge gift giving and stuff like that. Um, First Valentine's Day, I'm like, "Ah, we just got married December, like two months. And I remember that um, my wife, so Valentine's Day, I'm like, ah, we're we're going to go out to dinner. So, I didn't get a gift, like a proper gift. And so, I went to Walgreens um, on my way home, and I got a card. And if you know my wife, don't give her a card if you don't write in it. As a matter of fact, she does not like the cards that are full of writings inside of it. It's you who have to write inside of the card. So I got a card, and I put Happy Valentine's Day. And I think I got a flower. Like, you know, the last batch of flower that's kind of stay... You you know, uh, um, so fifteen years of marriage now. I'm we're strong, we're strong. I I can share, I can share this on the pulpit, and and I brought it over, and she was not happy. She was sad. I said, "What's wrong?" She said, "You did not think about me on Valentine's Day." I said, "Honey, you always on my mind." She said, "Well, you have a funny way of showing it." I love you, honey. <laughs> but 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 the point I'm making here is this God's gift of love is thoughtful. Watch this. And in Ephesians 1, verse 3 to 6. Um it says this: Blessed be the God, uh, the God and the and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, just as he chose us and him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love by predestining us to adoption as sons and here sons and daughters through Jesus Christ, uh, through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praises of the glory of his grace, which he graciously bestowed on us and the beloved and the beloved. Did you see what the text says? He chose us and him, H, capital H-I-M before the foundation. In other words, God had you in mind, you and I in mind, even before Adam and Eve messed it up. Woo, woo, y'all, y'all just business. You, 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 you keep going around saying people don't think about you, nobody cares about you. Let me pause and tell you that God has always been thinking about you, and I rather have I rather be on God's mind than on anybody else's mind. Did you, the text says, before the foundation, before the foundation of the world. In other words, before Genesis 1-1, you were in God's mind. Woo! Yo, 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 y'all not feeling me, but I'm feeling this. You, 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 you know, in this season, you're gonna be mad. You're gonna be sad because somebody forgot to give you a gift. Somebody didn't think about you a boo of supposedly somebody who was in the French of being a boo or a babe did not think about you. They didn't give you the right gift. They didn't think about you. Can I tell you something? Even if nobody thinks about you, the Bible says, before the foundation of the world, God thought about you. Think, think about this. The God who is eternal and omniscient thought about you. Does that make sense to you? Does that... What was that emoji with the mind blowing? The God who spoke and created had me on his mind. He knew that Adam and Eve would mess it up. Even before they did it, God chose us. Even, and so even before he created humanity, God provided for their salvation through the beloved, through Jesus Christ. From the moment creation was broken by sin, God began to unfold his plan to restore and to rescue what he made. The Bible is an account of his divine efforts and faithfulness to reverse the effect of the fall. Motivated by love, God partners with those who love and trust to enact the greatest rescue plan in history. Galatians chapter 4 reminds us that Jesus came, was born to Mary, the fullness of time had come. It was the right moment in history to send His Son to make a way for the world to be restored. Before Jesus, all they were trying to do is kill animals and and, and bring for for their sins. I, I said I said I said this to you guys, to you guys all the time. You can not preach Christmas without preaching Easter at the same time. No, can you preach Easter without preaching Christmas? Before Jesus, every time somebody sinned, they had to bring animal. Even if you a dead broke, you at least we gotta bring a pigeon. Blood had to be shed. But, but see, God recognized that, uh, um, Moses couldn't do it. Joseph couldn't do it. Uh, uh, um, David couldn't do it. Solomon couldn't do it. Ezekiel couldn't do it. Isaiah couldn't do it. None of them could do it. Jesus says, you know what? I'm gonna come down myself. I'm gonna come down myself because, because Jesus' name is Emmanuel, God with us. God says, what none of these people can fix. I'm going to come and fix it myself. That's what it is. Because of love, God was not content to sit back and watch his creation suffer forever. He went to the greatest length to be with us and make us part of his family. Sending Jesus was not plan B. That was always plan A. Jesus was always plan a you know how I know check Genesis 3 16 15 and 16. Jesus was always plan a see see what I'm telling you and this gift the the way God thought about us God thought carefully in the same way God made you like I, I'm I start going bald go bold now I'm going bald now oh hallelujah praise Jesus amen um my hair can come back amen uh, um not coming back but but see, God takes very great care to make you the way that you are. When you look at yourself, I don't know about you, but when I look at myself, I'm like, ooh, God, <laughs> you were a thinker. God, you thought this through. You met this chocolate man, huh, this Haitian man, looking good, dressing good, sound good. You know, I'm like, whoa <laughs> Feel good about himself too. Amen. My wife, my wife always said he was way too much into himself. But 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 no 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 no. But because of who I am in Christ, because of who I know myself, I can sound like that. Because you know something? The person who made me, the person who gave me this gift of life, has always been thinking about me. God's God did not rush. Some half-baked plan into motion. His gift to humanity was first of all thoughtful. Now, watch this. Not only the gift was thoughtful, but secondly, the gift is priceless. Um, I, I love seeing the K jewelry commercials. I don't like commercials, by the way. Um, and I only like seeing the kosher K commercial. Right, K A Y. Y'all know what I mean when I say kosher, right? That's some Adam and Steve, but proper, right? All right. Um, so it says, and the, the the whole thing is this: it shows that when you buy from K jewelry, right? So the magical moment when you give this gift, it says every kiss begin with K. Right? But but it's really never so much about, it's like the gift brings this magical moment. And they basically try to tell you is that um, for the magical moment that the gift, that the K jewelry brings, it's worth the price. Now, for those of you who are dating, God bless you. Those of you about to get engaged, God bless you. Praise God for you. I'm praying for you. I, I, I might even do a 40-day fast for you. Uh, <laughs> Um, but there's a price for that ring that you're gonna buy. And God forbid you break up with that person. They gotta give you your, money. <laughs> they gotta give you your gift back. Y- y- y'all know what I'm talking about? So if they gotta give it back, it's not priceless. As much as the commercial make it look like it's priceless, but it's not priceless. There's actual price. There's some thousands of dollars that you put in a gift. But see, it says at the right time, the gift God gave of the birth of his son at just the right time was priceless. First uh, on Peter 1, 18 to 19 says this, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, that Uh, from from your futile conduct inherited from your forefathers, but with the precious blood as of a lamb, unblemished and spotless, the blood of Jesus. There it is. There is no price for the blood of Jesus. Are you all with me? There is no price for the, for the blood. Now, I might get excited here and become baptized on you for 10 seconds, but let me, let, 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 let me stay here for a moment. There is no price for the blood. There's no equivalent for the blood. There is nothing that can substitute the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why every first Sunday you hear me say, what can wash away your sin? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood. Oh, it was the blood. It's nothing else. It's the blood. Now, 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 now. now you can be Baptist, Costo, all you want. You can be Pentecostal if you want to. But all I know, it was the blood. It was the blood. No one can shed their blood, and everyone can shed the blood if they want to. But that blood would not justify you. But the blood of Jesus once shed for us and the blood still flows today for everyone who's ready to receive this gift. It's because it's the blood. That's why it's priceless. Everything else has a price. If you want to give a goat, you got to go to the store and buy a goat. You want to give a a, a cow, you got to go buy a cow. You want to give a a donkey, you got to go buy a donkey. But you cannot buy the blood of Jesus. When we receive the gifts of God's salvation, we are receiving a gift of love that cannot be purchased by gold or silver. It is priceless. Too many of us live our lives, uh, 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 every day missing the fact that God's love, uh, missing the fact that God loves us. Let me say it again. Nothing you can do, nothing they can do, nothing they can say can prove that they love you. I know people who stand here and take a vow and says, I love you. And the moment that the water gets rough, it's like deuces. But God's love is priceless. The price was His; was the death of his son on the cross. It is a priceless gift. But we miss the fact that we have been adapted into his family. We have a hard time loving ourselves. Let me say this again. When you miss the fact that God has adapted you into his family, you have a hard time actually accepting yourself. Um, on Thursday, I was doing a funeral of uh, someone in Davie. And the lady who died, um, she had two biological kids. And she had took two nephews from Haiti from infancy. And she raised them as if they were her sons. And 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 at a funeral, her two sons, she had two biological daughters and, and two adopted sons. At a funeral, her sons stood there and they talk about their mother. She was their aunt, Biologically, but she was their mother because she raised them. And 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 one of the sons uh, um, stood there and said about how one of the greatest gift the mother would give was gift of education. And he's a law school graduate from one of the top law school in the country, right? And he stood there and he said, and he's talking about his mom and he's talking about his mom, but he was adopted. He never said I was an adopted son. You missed that, he never said he was adopted son because what he knew was that his mom loved him. He said that once he moved, he went to um, his mom. Told him he has to go to George Washington Law School in Washington. And he said he didn't want to go there. He wanted to go to some cheap local school. The mom said you gotta go there. And he said that um, the mom said well, you gotta go there, but I'm not paying for it. You you're gonna pay for it yourself. And he said that, but he, he said he was living in this apartment where um, it was three of them, and this one tiny one-bedroom, He said, the mom went to visit, and it says the mom knocked on the door, he wasn't there, but the woman let him in, let, let the mother in. And it says, when the mother got in, and then she realized that there was an air mattress on the floor. And then the mom realized that was his spot to sleep, where he we was sleeping. And the mom said, the mom said, the mom waited for them, he says, okay, we're going to go find an apartment, we're gonna go find an apartment, and then so you won't—we won't have to sleep for three years of law school on the air mattress. And he said, "The mom says I'm about to retire, and my financial advisor advised me against doing that. But because you are my son, because I love you, I'm gonna pay three years of apartment for you, so you won't have to sleep on nobody's floor. That's love. Now, does the son ever consider himself to be adopted? No, because he's a son. What I'm trying to tell you is this, once you know that God loves you, you've been adapted into his family, you have to love yourself knowing this, you are not second choice, but you are God's first choice. It says, when we miss that fact, we have a problem. In turn, we have a hard time loving others when we can't love ourselves because we think we're adapted, we think we're less than. See, see, we have a hard time loving others, and yesterday was a good example of what it means to love others. Let me, let me, let me say this to you, Haitian people. Um, I know most of you are of Haitian descent. Let me, let me, let me say this to you real quick, Haitian people. Um, the people who are serving, they are full-blown Americans. And I don't say this in a, a um, diminishing way. But just think about this. Some of you, you are, your parents, came on a boat. They don't have more than a high school diploma, if at best. And here you are, they probably pay for your college, pay for your first car. And here you are, people who can barely read or write English. Here they are, they live in this country because of their faith in God, they built something, and you are now the recipient of it. And then not only that, here you are, you are able to serve people who we would just say, that's their birthright to be in America. See, see, y- y'all don't know what I'm saying because my generation, used they used to call us boat people. White clef is what made Haitian cool in America. That's in 1996. That's when, it started, you know, when, when the Fuji's came out, that's when Haitians are being cool. It was a curse to be Haitian in America. Here we are, little Haitian church on Third Avenue. We take from our own resources and go serve people who are born, who have a birthright to this land. Your lineage is not on this land. It's in 509, Haiti. But here we are. You still got the funny last name, even though some of you are trying to change it. But, but the point I'm making to you is this, is that because you understand who you are in God through Christ, how much you are loved, and this gift that you are given that's priceless, then now you are able to go be God's hand and feet. You're able to love others when you understand that fact. One of my favorite theologians, J.I. Parker, said this. He says, Adoption is the highest privilege that the gospel offers. Higher even than justification. To be right with God, the judge is a great thing. But to be loved and cared by God, the Father is greater. Let me say it again because I never have a chance to put it in PowerPoint. J.I. Parker said this. Adoption is the highest privilege that the gospel offers. Higher even than justification because justification made you right with God. That means the judge, the judge did a great thing. It is a great thing. But to be loved and cared for by God, the father is greater because in there, when you adopted, you have to be, God cares for you. God loved you. And, and, and the way that got you this is through this priceless, priceless gift I'll move on before I move on let, 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 let's let's read uh, uh, um, Ephesians 1 uh, um, starting verse uh, um all the way down to verse 14 watch this I'm gonna make it quick as part of God's family we made blameless in God's sight that means our sins are washed away by his love Uh, Verse nine says this, God's will and way are made known to us. A father might share with his, with, with a child. We are chosen to receive hope and salvation. We are marked with a seal to ensure that we are filled with the Spirit of God and we we will inherit eternal life as ones of God's precious possession. All of this, all of this is only made possible by the arrival of Jesus at the right time to one they sacrificially sacrificially gave his life on a cross to validate God's amazing love for us. That's why we're saying amazing love, how can it be? Amazing love, how can it be? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, let me, let me, let me give you the pastor words um, translation. Amazing grace, how sweet it is. God save a vagabond like me. how how sweet it is and the only way God can save a wretched sinner is through the sacrificial giving of Jesus Christ of his blood and that gift is priceless i'm done last one now only the gift is thoughtful and priceless but lastly the gift is timeless somebody say it with me timeless timeless um Finally, God's gift of love is timeless. Have you ever received a present from someone and you could not believe how perfect the timing was? Um, when we live in New Jersey, um, we live in New Jersey, I believe one time, um, we, we were coming from New England. We're driving from New England and, and, um, we're gonna get paid on Wednesday, something like that, on Wednesday. And um, you know, you Haitian, when you gotta go to your pantry, that means you, you don't have no money. The pantry is there to be there only for emergency. Y'all you, you know what I'm talking about? Anybody anybody knows what I'm talking about? So 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 then we were driving and I said to my wife, well we have enough money to put gas in the car for the week and stuff like that. So there are things in the pantry. We'll go like some, you know, some canned food. Haitians don't like canned food like that. So I'm like, we'll get some canned food and You know, we'll make mix, we'll mix some. And then there's this, 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 this wife of a deacon. And, 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 and she called me and she said, um, Pastor Perry, Kotoela, where are you? I said, I, I'm a George Washington Bridge coming to New Jersey. She said, don't go home. Come and see me before you go home. Now, now, y'all know I love legume. Okay, I, I love legume. If you're not Haitian, you know, you know, God bless you. Uh, um, I love legume. And then so th- this, this lady, she did a big old pot of right rice. Okay? And then she had a big old thing of saucepois. You know, there can be no legume without duibler and saucepois. All right all right, all right? all right, Le Fleur, can I get a witness? Amen, there you go. So 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 then so then and then she had this big old thing of of legume. Don't pay attention to my son, it's fine. Uh, um she had this big old thing of legume and 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 the legume there was a the shrimp there was the blue crab and, and, and things like that. So so so, so <laughs> I know some of you are getting hungry. Amen. Um, so especially those of you away from your parents. Amen. Amen. Uh, amen. Uh, um so 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 then so then so at the perfect time. I had the big old pot of rice, big old thing of saspoir, big old thing of legume. And that food carried us through the whole week. Even after we got paid, we didn't have to buy anything because the rice was still kicking it. That legume was still fire. So, so, So the point I'm making is this. And the context of the text that we read, it talks about the timing of Christmas. In Galatians chapter four to seven, it talks about the, the uh, Paul wrote this to the church in Galatia. What what is perhaps the most amazing is that when Jesus came, He came to meet us exactly where we are, in the exact right time. We need Him. Let me say it again. When Jesus came, He came at the exact time where we, where we are and where we need Him. Some of you who, who, who understand salvation, who've experienced salvation, you knew exactly where you were when Jesus came into your life. And when you met Jesus, you were carrying a burden that no one could take away from you. You were carrying a burden that no drugs, no sex, no alcohol, no partying can take it away. But you give your life to Jesus. He came at a time where you were done. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You were done, but he came in at this time that is timeless. And he came in at this time where where what the, the Creole song says, I was without hope, but God lifted me. I don't like the lifted. Jesus sauve him. Le moit sans secou. Jesus sauve At a time where I could not help myself, at a time where I couldn't do nothing for myself, Jesus came and saved me. That time is timeless. And for some of us, time and time again, wherever you are, it doesn't matter how deep you are, Jesus goes and saved you. That time is priceless. And the coming, at, and, and coming at just the right time, his perfect life met the requirements that the law demanded. Where we fell, Jesus is successful. Let me say this again. <laughs> Woo, thank you, honey. I, I know about I my own name in corner right here. Where we fell. Jesus is successful. Where Adam could not succeed, Jesus succeeded. Where you and I as children of Adam could not succeed, but Jesus succeeded. So that's why you are no longer under Adam's federal headship. You are now under Jesus's headship. So then you can know you no longer what you used to be. You are now who you are in Christ Jesus at the perfect time. Jesus came for us. Oh, thank God for the timing. Thank God for the timing of the coming of Jesus Christ. That timing makes the gift of love, of his love, the gift of salvation available to all of us. So today, in this 21st century, this gift is still timeless. That's why in the coming year, we're going to go to the streets to tell people about this timeless gift. People need to receive this gift. People need to receive a gift that is thoughtful, that is priceless, and that is timeless. The reason love must be at the heart of Christmas is because if we miss this being the central message of the seasons, in the midst of the lights and presence, we may never receive it for ourselves. We may forget to offer it to others. What we have received, um, I don't buy Christmas gifts. I really don't. Um, ask my wife. I don't buy Christmas gifts. I'm not used on decoration. I'm the party pooper. I'm the grinch of my house. I'm, I'm not used. It's. It's fine. Because to me, a lot of times, it's like people, people spend so much time in decoration. I've driven by houses where there's so much time in decoration and the people are just not even Christian. Whole lot of lights and buying gifts that they cannot afford. They're not even Christian. If we are not careful, we may get caught up in the things of Christmas but not get caught by Christmas. Let let me say this again. If we are not careful, we're going to get caught up in the things of Christmas but not get caught by Christmas. Um, What perhaps is the most tragic about this oversight is that we have not received the gift of God's love, and we often give a kind of love that is inferior. But if we have not experienced the grace of God, it is difficult to offer the grace of God. If we do not know the compassion of God, it is difficult to express the compassion of God. But when we recognize the kind of love that God has for us, It becomes the way in which we treat others around us. Let me say it again. If you never experience grace, you cannot give grace. If you never experience compassion, it's hard for you to be compassionate. But when you experience, when you experience and realize and recognize God's love, it's easy for you to love people even when they are being rude to you. Even when they are being mean to you. Even when they are inconsiderate. Uh, have you ever seen that somebody wronged you, but you still are the one that go apologize to them? That's because you know God's love. Because it's not about you. It's about winning them over for God. Um, 1, Corinthians 13, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, that's the chapter of love. That's the chapter of love everybody talked about. It, it says this, if I speak the tongues of men and of, of, of angels but do not have love i have become a noisy gongs and and a clanging cymbals. if if i have the gift of prophecy and know all the mysteries and knowledge and i have all faith so as, so as to remove mountains do not have love i am nothing and if i give all my possessions to feed the poor and if i surrender my body to be burned and but but do not have love it profits me Nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous. It does not brag. It is not puffed up. It does not act unbecomingly. does not seek its own. It does not provoke. It does not take into account wrong suffered. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things. Believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there's knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I become a man, I did away with the childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully just as I also have fully, I've been fully known. But now abide faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest is, of these is love. And the Christmas, and the Christmas season, we can get caught up in all kinds of things, even good things, and miss the whole point if we, if the, miss the whole point if love is not our motivating factor. Love, Like we have been giving from God should cause us to be patient and kind to one another. It should cause us to avoid being envious and jealous of one another. Love drives us to honor others and keep our head cool. Love is a present. Love is present when we avoid evil and rejoice with good things. Does this sound like the love you have received from God? Does this sound like the love you display in your life, the way this passage might sound during Christmas would be like this. If I decorate my house perfectly with all the Christmas stuff, strand of um, twinkling lights and shiny ornaments, but do not have love, I am just a decorator. If I work hard In the kitchen, baking Christmas cookies, preparing gourmet meals like Pastor Perry, and arranging a beautifully adorned table at mealtime. But do not have love. I'm just another cook. Love stops the cooking and hug the child. Love sets aside the decorating to kiss the spouse. Love is kind even when your spouse, your sibling, your neighbor, your coworker tried you. Love does not envy somebody else's home that has the coordinated perfect Christmas. Enjoy what God has given you. Love does not yell at each other, or even the kids. Love does not give only to those who are able to give in return. Love rejoices in giving to those who cannot, like we did yesterday. Um, I want to close with this illustration. Yesterday, um, I had in the car with me Danaway and Rafdalene and, and PJ. And we were on, on Hammondville at the MLK bus stop. And, and we were giving people. They were coming and we're giving and giving. And in the trunk of my car, and we, we, we went by First Asian Baptist. And there were only two bags left. There were only two bags left. And there were three, there were, there, there, we passed by this liquor store. And we're like, if we stop there, it's going to be a little chaotic. So we moved towards First Asian Baptist. And we stopped. And then there were one, there, there were two ladies and one guy. And then so, now ladies first, right? So I got two gifts, last two ones. And PJ was very anxious to get the gifts. PJ got me the gifts, so I got out. And then, and then I, I bought the gifts to the ladies. The guy said, what about me? I said, sorry, we ran out. But here is what got my heart the two ladies says, we will share with them. The people with nothing, when they receive, they are able to share with one another. What about you and I, who have received the greatest love, the greatest gift of God, a gift that is thoughtful, a gift that is priceless, a gift that is timeless, we will share it with others. Here were those people, they're displaying what you and I don't do too well. What they receive, they share with one another. And this season, Make sure Jesus is still the reason for the season. But more importantly, share Jesus with others. God bless you. Amen.